This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick the two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or underdog fantasy in the app store sign up with promo code pitcher list and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 must be 18 year older 19 year older in Alabama and Nebraska 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concerned with your play call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in New York call 1-877-8 Hope and why in Tennessee call 1-800-889-9789. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is September 6th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Are you a database engineer? Seriously, we want to meet you. We have an amazing opportunity here at PitcherList. Uh, we have some fantastic work that we're working on, obviously. Uh, many projects that are so exciting, and we're looking for the right database engineer in a possible full-time uh, position. Uh, if you are the right candidate, we have a really fun uh, opening for you. So reach out at info at pitcherlist.com or check out pitcherlist.com slash hiring. If you know someone who might be interested to join the Pitcherlist team, let them know. Clint Kershaw went five innings, three hundred runs, five hits, five walks, and three Ks. Obviously disappointing against the Marlins. His shoulder is still bothering him. They acknowledge in the pregame that he's maybe working through some stuff. We don't know what the situation is at the moment uh, with a new 28-man rosters. Thank you so much, Furtree, from the chat. Um, it means that they do need to put him on the IL if uh, and they can't just kind of leave him around as they have in the past, which we don't know what they're going to do. Hopefully, Kershaw pitches in the next one. If he does, then that's great. If he's on the IL, he's on the IL. If you have too many IL spots, uh, yeah, it might be time to move on from Kershaw if his shoulder is barking, and they might actually... Uh, Bring him back by the end for a couple innings here and there just to get him ramped up for the playoffs. But I imagine you won't really see the six, seven inning games anymore from Kershaw. So keep that in mind. We saw like three ticks down on everything. It was really bad. Brandon Woodruff got the aces going to ace. Uh, Pedro Avila, six walks, one strikeup at 6.2 innings and zero runs for the win. Oh, man. I mean, that's just... He got lucky in this one. Uh, I don't really want to go for this with Avila in the short term, but maybe by the end he does have some good matchups and looks much better in the next one. Maybe we can trust him moving forward, but I doubt it. Ken Waldachuk against the Jays got the gold star because he went zero and runs in six innings. Seven base runners and three strikeouts. He threw 21 change-ups for a 33% swing strike rate. That is seven whiffs. Huh. He normally is a four-seamer slider guy. That said, I don't think the changeup was super well commanded. I mean, he did keep it always arm side, but I generally wanted arm side and down, and it was arm side in a way, and it relied more on the horizontal movement outside of the zone than going down, which can work at times, but I generally like more of the underneath the zone than, a, than away from the zone, if that makes sense. I don't think it's going to be a thing, considering we don't really think of Waldachuk as a command guy and being consistent, so I would not be chasing this. Dean Kramer against the Angels, zeroed runs. But 4.2 innings, unfortunate here. Four innings, three walks, and five Ks. He just didn't have as good of a cutter as you normally see. Didn't get as many strikes on that, and that's just kind of the uh, the broken foundation. That's fine. We're going to keep starting Kramer. 
Ryan Walker opened for the Giants. I just don't want to deal with any of this. The Giants stuff is so frustrating. Sorry, Jacob Junis. He got 44 pitches and that was it. Okay. Chris Bassett did exactly what he was supposed to do against the Athletics. 18 whiffs here. You love to see it. Eight innings, one earned run, seven Ks, seven hits and zero walks. Got a gallows pole. You love it. Keep going with Bassett, of course. Framber Va- Bassett. No, Framber Vass. <laughs> Bassett. Framber Valdez against the Rangers got the win. Seven innings, one earned run, six hits, four walks, and four Ks. Yeah, Framber Valdez with an annoyingly high whip. That is a standard affair. And his cutter was... I, I, I mean, it came in harder. 89 and 90 miles per hour instead of 84, 85. Um, but he only threw it 11 times. I, I, I don't get it. You should be throwing more cutters, more curveballs, right? Not 32% of these. It should be 45, 50% of them. And then sinkers and changeups. I, I, I don't like this game that Valdez is playing of sinkers trying to find gloves in the field. I, I don't get it. Um, you only allowed one and run though, so I guess that worked. <sighs> Look, Valdez has an amazing schedule the rest of the way. You're just gonna start him, but it's annoying. Jose Quintana against the Nationals got the win, seven innings, one and run for its one walk, four strikeouts. He is going to get Atlanta at some point. You just don't start for that one, but everything else, you're good. Garrett Cole against the Tigers. Ace is gonna ace. He had to get eight hits for some reason in six innings. That's annoying, but whatever. Bryce Miller, five innings and one and run. Yay. Eight base runners. No. Two strikeouts. No. His four-seamer wasn't as overpowering as we've seen. And this might be the penultimate start for uh, Bryce Miller because he gets the raise next, which, honestly, not the greatest thing ever. And if you're debating between Bryce Miller and someone else who you could hold after that, you might just want to go with that guy instead because after that raise start, Bryce Miller gets the Dodgers, Rangers, and Astros. You are not starting him for those. Just don't do it. Sure, he could come through in one of them, but you're better off streaming something else. Alex Fajardo against the Yankees, only 2.2 innings. A little disappointing. We didn't really know if it would be Wentz or Fajardo. Both of them got in this game. And Fajardo just going 40 pitches. Well, okay. He has a wonderful schedule if he gets this rotation spot. Like, seriously amazing. But it's just about being stretched out and all, and you can't start him in the next one. So, we'll see how that goes. But it doesn't seem like you're going to be going after Fajardo unless it's like the last week. Watch, I'm going to be needing that last stream to get 100 wins on the year. It's going to be Fajardo, and he's going to go four innings, and it's going to drive me insane. Reed Detmers, hey, 6.2 innings of two and runs, and 10 base runners, and 5Ks, and lower velocity, and just nothing good, and we're not chasing Reed Detmers. Kyle Freeland against Arizona on the road. I've been talking about these Rockies pitchers away from cores against Arizona and the Giants, and guess what? Six innings, two and runs with a win for Kyle Freeland. It's close to a very poor quality start with a six hits and three walks there and two Ks. But you're really chasing wins here in a decent ERA if you're going after any of these Rockies guys. And, well, you know, it kind of worked here. He danced around the middle of the plate. He didn't really throw it down the middle. He threw around the edges. That's good. Now you have Flexen against Arizona and then Block and Gomber and Anderson. Chase Anderson, that is. I imagine some of these will work. It, you know, watch all five of them work. That would be kind of wild. But they could. They're not so bad outside of cores. Jesus Lazardo came through against the Dodgers. Six innings, two and in runs, four hits, one walk, and six Ks. He avoided the heart of the plate with his slider, and things were great. I mean, this is pretty cool. We're past the August Valley um, for Lazardo. He got the Dodgers. He took them down. We're going full steam. He does get the, he does get Atlanta in two starts, which is so annoying. And that's going to be such a tough one for Lazardo. I... 
They're so good, guys. Do whatever you need to do there. That's going to be a questionable start. And uh, we have other guys to talk about from Bybee, Michaelis, Sonny Gray, Zach Eflin, Brandon Fawn, and so on and so forth. We're going to talk about all of those. And, of course, today and tomorrow's starters after this break. This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? And you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick to two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or underdog fantasy in the app store sign up with promo code pitcher list and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 must be 18 year older 19 year older in Alabama and Nebraska 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concerned with your play call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in New York call 1-877-8 Hope and why in Tennessee call 1-800-889-9789. Tanner Bybee against the Twins. Five innings, two and runs, four hits, five walks and four strikeouts. Yeah, five walks. He threw a lot of pitches down the middle here. His four-seamer was elevated, but it was a lot out of the zone and had too many balls with that. I am going to be likely out on Bybee next year, I think for the rest of the year. And you know, we're going to start having these conversations where the my loose 2024 expectations. Uh, I'm going to be out on Bybee. I think a lot of people are going to be really in. And I need to, it's going to be tough because I can see that Bybee could get better. But generally with guys like Bybee where I don't trust command, I'm more out than others. And yeah, I, I just don't buy that he's going to be a guy that can command all these things constantly. I think he's going to be battling what he has all the time with all four pitches. So... I don't like that. I don't I don't like that's more cherry bomb esque than I want to chase for my fantasy squads. I'm gonna be leaning more into like the Logan Gilbert, George Kirby kinds than Tanner Bybee, I think. That said, I do like that Tanner Bybee can go ninety plus pitches, six innings constantly. So man, this is gonna be a, an interesting offseason. I think more people are gonna be in on Bybee than I am. I'm gonna be more in on Bobby Miller, for example, than Tanner Bybee. I can buy that his uh, the Miller slider will be better, and I think the fastball does more than Bybee's. Okay. Fun conversations. I know I was talking about this with Bubba and Curland on their podcast, Bench with Bubba, um, yesterday. Uh, last night, I just popped in. It's so fun. Uh, huge thanks to them for for letting me just kind of uh, crash their podcast out of nowhere. But uh, Bubba was saying, yeah, he just wants to talk about 2024 now. He's so excited about it. Because, yeah, for us, it's not that interesting to talk about a lot of the good pitchers. Because you're going to start them, right? You're going to have them on your teams. And yes, it is very important for those other last pickups to make to make sure you get the right streams and everything. I'm here for that, absolutely. But when it comes to guys like Bybee, it's like, what else am I going to say? You're going to start them. And good luck at this point. Uh, so I can't wait to talk about all of that. And I will a ton um, in this offseason. I'm going to be doing all the streams and everything and going over my review process and all. So make sure you tune in for that. And make sure you're at playback.tv slash pitcherless. Uh, I will be there through the offseason. So come hang out. Okay, Miles Michaelis at Atlanta got the win. 6.2 innings, 3 and runs, 8 hits, 2 walks, and 2 strikeouts. Um, that was amazing against Atlanta. I mean, very, very poor quality start, essentially. 
Okay, do not buy into that. Uh, Sunday, great against the Guardian. Six innings, three earned runs, six hits, two walks, four Ks. Disappointing, but at least, you know, it's not the worst thing ever for a quality start league. If it's not a quality start league, yeah, you only got four Ks and you got bad ratios. So sorry, but you're just going to keep doing it. Zach Eflin against the Red Sox did what he's supposed to do for the most part. I mean, three earned runs, fine, but whatever. Um, Brandon fought against the Rockies, 3.2 innings to three earned runs. Oh, man, six hits, two walks, right? Rocky Road, you would think this would be better. No. He gets the Cubs next for two starts, and I've been saying with Fott, like, okay, it's been a good enough run that we're going to do this. He throws enough strikes to the sweeper, so on and so forth. He didn't pitch that differently um, as we have in those good outings, and when I think guys are weird, generally they eventually regress, right? So I don't really want to start Fott for those two games against the Cubs. Speaking of the Cubs, Kyle Hendricks disappointed against the Giants despite earning a King Cole of 35% CSW. 5.1 innings of foreign runs, 7 hits, 0 walks, and 5Ks. Oh, man, come on, man. It's the Giants. Whatever. Uh, we're going to start him. Uh, he has a decent schedule moving forward. Uh, Dylan Cease, he's your strikeout guy against the Royals. 7Ks, he got that. But 5.1 innings of foreign runs, 8 hits, 2 walks. You know what you're getting into at this point. It's up to you if you want this on your squads. Nathan Evaldi was still down in velocity, 1.1 innings and foreign runs. I mean, okay, uh, the Astros obviously messed him up, but Evaldi is not there. And, uh, oh boy, not fun uh, being a manager with Evaldi at this point. Um, I, I don't think you can trust him, honestly. Uh, Connor Phillips against the Mariners. This was an MLB debut. He was throwing 97 mile per hour heaters in the first. And I was like, oh, this is going to stick. No, it did. 96.8 across the entire thing. He challenged the Mariners with that fastball in the zone a ton. It was a 60% zone rate on that fastball. It didn't overwhelm, though. Uh, it didn't. I think it was just four whiffs on the night here. The sweeper went 7 for 20, but just 55% strikes. So it was a surprise pitch, but he wasn't... I mean, it looked good at times. It, it's. I don't know how to feel about Connor Phelps. I think it's too volatile. He has the shag rug, right? The, the low floor that you see from, from rookies, as we saw here. Now, he does get the Tigers, and if he is still pumping heaters into the zone there and he has a more consistent strike rate with the slider, that could actually be a very sneaky stream. So, if he gets the seven strikeouts again and then doesn't have the ratio blips, like, yeah, that could be uh, that could absolutely work for Connor Phillips. So, don't ignore this. It's not my favorite, but that could work. Uh, Cutter Crawford against the Rays, 3.2 innings to 500 runs. He gets the Yankees next, and I don't really want to do this. Michael Soroka hit the IL after this with numbness in his fingers. Poor guy. He's just trying to get going. I mean, he hasn't been able to do this since the Achilles injury, and it's just, man, what a what a terrible run he's had. Uh, it's just so, so unfortunate. Um, and it looks like it's probably Darius Vines going on Sunday now for the Pirates in his place. Could be A.J. smith Shaver. We don't know. They have a doubleheader on uh, Monday. It's one of those two guys that would be against the Phillies. So you really want the guy going against Pittsburgh. If it's Darius Vines, he's a really good changeup. That could be a very stinky stream for Sunday instead of Soroka. Michael Lorenzen against the Padres. Six innings of 600 runs. And now he gets to get Atlanta and twice. <laughs> if you haven't dropped Lorenzen yet, what are you doing? Speaking of dropping, Brady Singer went against the White Sox and just was not it. His velocity was still down. His slider command was bad. His sinker command was bad. And... He gets the White Sox again next, but you're really banking on all the command to come back, which is possible, but not the not the play you want to make. And then it's a really bad schedule after that, so, you know. Then you have Patrick Corbin, absolutely not. And then Andre Jackson, who didn't come through. I mean, he had this really nice or decent run for two starts. He, gets, he got Milwaukee, and yeah, it just didn't really 
and do it. It's four-seamer changeup. I don't want to be chasing Andre Jackson. Looking forward to today and tomorrow's starting pitchers. Today, we have uh, Spencer Strider, Tyler Glasnow, Freddie Peralta, Joe Ryan, Zach Wheeler, and uh, Max Scherzer. You're going to start all of them. I know that Zach Wheeler and uh, and Max Scherzer have tough matchups. You're still going to do those guys. Let them fly in your lineups. Um, looking at the, in the probable start tier, you have Mitch Keller, Lance Lane, Hyunjin Ryu, uh, Clark Schmidt, Logan Gilbert, Gavin Williams, Jordan Wicks, Justin Verlander, Michael Waka, and Matt Manning. Clark Schmidt and Jordan Wicks are the very clear streaming options here. Uh, Wicks gets the Giants. Schmidt gets the Tigers. Everyone else, I mean, it's really Verlander and Waka getting the two tough matchups. Verlander's against Texas opposite shores. That's going to be such a fun game. And then Waka gets the Phillies. Um, those are the only really questionable ones. The Reds aren't so tough um, in Cincinnati. Um, so Logan Gilbert is here. You can make an argument that Gilbert actually belongs higher up because of how the Reds aren't so scary. A questionable start tier, uh, you have Kyle Gibson, Zach Davies, now Nick Pavetta, Chris Flexen, and Patrick Sandoval, uh, the Irish Panda, who apparently knows that he's called the Irish Panda, which is, oh my gosh, I need to find like a panda and send him a shamrock hat with it on or something. Um, which is the which is the craziest thing to me, uh, but uh, Nick Pavetta against the Rays is now showing up. I don't know how long he's going to go, and it's the Rays, and we don't know if his command is there, so that's very questionable there. But Kyle Gibson's a cherry bomb. Zach Davies against Rocky Road, maybe that works. Chris Flexen is not the worst thing ever against the Diamondbacks, and the aforementioned uh, Patrick Sandoval against the Orioles. Maybe he has a slider and changeup, but he hasn't all year. And then do not start here. Tuki Dusant against the Royals is a strikeout play if he throws like 40% plus curveballs, but I don't expect it. JP Sears against the Jays. Oh, man. Jordan Lyles, Jose Budo, Yuan uh, Don. Edward Cabrera could have an opener, but the Dodgers like, no, thank you. Dakota Hudson gets Atlanta. No. Lion Richardson, never. And then Alex Wood or whatever the Giants are doing against the Cubs. Don't care. Tomorrow's starting pitchers. You have Luis Castillo, Max Fried, and Carlos Rodon in that top two. Yes, Carlos Rodon against the Tigers. I think this is it. This is hot Rodon September. The schedule's great. Rodon is feeling it. I'm so in here. Uh, probable start to you. Water Rodriguez against the Yankees. The Yankees are really good against lefties. Um, hitter performance, that is PLV rating of hitters based on the pitches that they've seen. The Yankees are top tier out of five against lefties across the entire year. Think about that. And no Rizzo in this lineup. Um, you have Stanton. You have Judge. You have Jason Dominguez. You have Volpe. You have Torres. Like It makes sense. Be a little careful here with Eduardo Rodriguez. Javier Assad, Cal Quantra, and Ryan Pepio are three streaming options to go for here. Pepio, yes, not in questionable starts here, even though he's gone about five innings uh, when he has started. I think the Dodgers are going to continue stretching him out. I think it's a decent win chance against Miami. And he's pitching really well with his uh, changeup and breaking ball as well as the fastball. Cal Quantra is a stream pick of the day against the Angels. I mean, the Angels are so bad. And he can go six innings here. And Javier Assad is above them as he's been on such a good run against the Diamondbacks. There is no questionable start option for Thursday. We only have six games, so 12 pitchers. Ryan Nelson is debatable for it, though. He's going to be coming back from the minors. That's what it looks like it's going to be. He has a new slider, and looking at his last two AAA starts, he throws a lot of strikes with that pitch. That's a huge deal for him, as he's been a guy with four seamers that don't have anything else. The slider does look like it's an effective pitch. It is a Cubs, though, and I just don't want to risk it. However, if he does do well here, you might want to consider a pickup. Um, Zach Littell, Against the Mariners, not as good of a win chance as you think because the Mariners have been really good. And Zach Littell isn't that good of a pitcher. Braxton Garrett gets the Dodgers. No, thank you. 
Jaime Berea could be starting against the Guardians. He went an inning on the 4th, that is on Monday, so that could be acted as a bullpen, which would make make him able to go five innings, I think. It's an outside chance of that. I don't want to chase it, though. And, of course, Adam Wainwright against Atlanta is a do-not-start. All right, that is it for today. Thank you all so much for the support and sticking around through the end of the year. If you haven't already, leave a review on iTunes. Seriously, guys, it helps us so much. Just a rating or review. Um, can go so far for every podcast you listen to. If you haven't yet, what are you doing? Please help us out just a little bit. All right, that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your babbits below and your strikeouts high.